Yeah. So the, the, I think the core of our relationship, um, which may be different for other people and what works for them is with communication, we put everything into our calendar. So we can look and see, you know, what is everything from work to kid life to, um, you know, just personal time. And then we'll, we'll schedule it. So it seems kind of quite mundane and just, you know, over, like we overthink it, but it's so simple. When it's in the calendar, we know, you know, this isn't taking away from, you know, work for me or travel for my husband or golf, (laughs) which he loves. (laughs) Um, It's our quality time. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, let's get into it, ladies. Today, we have Amy Cohen back in studio. We're so excited. Amy's an entrepreneur and beauty expert and the CEO and founder of Chic Studio School of Makeup. I love saying CEO. Uh, Amy began with her first makeup academy in 2009 in New York City and then quickly grew to include Los Angeles and Denver. Chic Studios under Amy's leadership was able to expand its training during 2020 to successfully launch an online makeup academy. Chic Studio has uh, graduated over 4,000 plus professional artists. That's amazing. Amy launched the Chic Experience in 2022 as an experimental experimental, that's right, events company to connect and inspire like-minded women and creative entrepreneurs worldwide. The success of the Chic Retreat, focusing on self-development, followed by the Chic Summit, focusing on business and leadership, coming up soon, November 2nd and 3rd, 2023, and this summer series, all under the Chic Experience umbrella. Love him. We've been to some of them and we just love, love what Amy does. Originally from Canada, Amy has worked extensively in both Los Angeles and New York City, refining her skills both as a makeup artist and as a business owner and leader. Amy is a regular speaker on panels and regularly contributes to the learning and growing of numerous small community-based non-for-profits and small businesses. Welcome back, Amy. And it's kind of like the first time for you because you weren't here last time. I wasn't here last time. So I am. This is my first time with Amy. So I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm happy to be. That's why I'm in such a good mood. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, sometimes you have those days where you just feel good and happy. And yeah, there's nothing right now that could... I feel anyways, today, I'm going to put it into the universe. Put it out there. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Nothing's going to put me down. Nothing's going to break your vibe. I was told not to sing. I'm going to go do voice lessons because (laughs) every time we're out and about and a song comes on and I get into the groove, I record myself and my husband (laughs) listens to it. He's like, geez. (laughs) I'm so similar. I have come to realize I am a terrible singer, like, terrible and my kids are like stop singing and so I just want to sing more yeah, yeah just right? ignore just them. Them. And I just love that. <laughs> I don't know uh. I was just thinking about voices and the things I still want to do I'm, I'm in the process of taking things off my plate but then I'm thinking about what should I put back on that fills my bucket totally yeah. I want to take know? an acting class like totally just stuff like that that fills your bucket yeah yeah, okay. well, let's do it. Well, let's do it. Also, fun fact about Amy, her favorite music to sing along to is... 
country. I do like country. <laughs> I, you know what? Country and hip hop, mm. which most people don't know. And so my kids did not like hip hop at all. They thought it was just like too yeah. loud and uh, I don't even know, just too loud. And as they've gotten older, they are totally loving hip hop. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, if the song's good, it's got a good beat, like let's yeah. turn it up. Oh, nothing well. nothing makes Bella crazier than <laughs> if I make her listen to hip hop, right? <laughs> rap. Oh my gosh. I love it. On the on the playlist, it's like Lee's North Side rap. Uh and he likes to surf to it. And I'm always it's like, not. okay. What's your favorite? What do you like to listen uh, to? Well, I like dance like dance music. I don't like I don't mind country because I did work for a newspaper uh in my early twenties. I was still uh, Farm Gateway, it was called. Ooh. I don't know how I got that job, you guys, <laughs> honestly, because <laughs> I had no clue about farming. I wanted, like, I was going into marketing, so they needed oh, a sales rep for their ads. And I was in my heels, in my skirts, I can going picture this. <laughs> to, like, to, like, to, go, to sell <laughs> ads like, to, like, the Mennonite oh, farmers. Farmer or Vogue. Yeah. You were, like, <laughs> yeah, ready to the Mennonites are like, like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it was, it was, I'm like, I don't know how I had to read my own newspaper to be like, what am I doing? What am I selling? But yeah, country. I, and I worked in an office where it's all women, all country music, all, all the, the time. time. Oh. So I like, I started to develop like a ear for it because it was all the time nonstop. But I'm still, there's, I can only take there. it. You know, you know, you have some small certain doses. people. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're good at a distance or in small doses. That's yeah. me with you and country. country. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Well, we squirreled a bit, but what we yeah. were going to talk about was <laughs> you go ahead. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about relationships and um, us women who work and play, but we work away, or the husbands work away. How do you make that? work you know the dynamics because we were on the boat the other day and uh one of my friends says she's like she doesn't understand how families function where someone works away and I mean this is the first time in 10 years that for me that Lee's been working away uh, and it's hard but we make it work because I I can travel I have that flexibility I don't have a nine to five mm -hmm. and I know Amy you travel extensively as mm -hmm. well so do tell us, share your wisdom of how you keep your relationship going, how you keep the um, family unit together. Okay, we'll start with those. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to 82 later. Yeah. <laughs> just do them all once. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, yeah. grab a, a drink and <laughs> we'll be here Sit for back. 82 yeah. hours. <laughs> All right. So hour number one. Yeah. Um, okay. So question number one and two, yeah. um, <laughs> working away, traveling away, and how do I balance that? Or how does that dynamic work within mm -hmm. my family? I love that question because a lot of your readers may be thinking, this is something I want to do in yeah. the future or or soon because I enjoy traveling and I need that for myself. Or B, maybe that is an element that is needed in their work. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I think at the core of it is I have always done what I love to do. So then the travel has happened because I've needed it to happen. 
versus doing it and having my family out of, you know, shift or out of sync or out of balance um, because I'm away so much and not really loving that. So mm-hmm. I always preface that because they see my happiness. They see that I love when I'm packing, when I'm going to New York or when I'm going to LA, I can't wait to get there. Yeah, I'm excited to come back, but I can't wait to get there. So a huge piece of that um, and that balance is ultimately communication. You know, having the the kids know they've always known since I started my business before I had both. I have two boys before I had the kids. Um, And actually, my husband traveled a lot more when we were dating and into, you know, our marriage and before our kids. So our entire unit has always been this way. It's for sure shifted because I started my career in New York City. Then when I moved to LA, I started traveling to New York. Mm. When I lived in New York, I'm from Canada. So I was traveling to Canada to visit my family. I had a contract with a modeling agency that I was um, working on a, a curriculum for, for an academy here in Canada. And so I've always you know, been traveling with my career. So I think just balancing it comes down to communication and just having that passion for what I do. And they see, mm-hmm. they see that they've always known that. So nice. I think just being very true to that. Yeah. And yeah. was it ever say in the beginning when they were really young, was it harder at all? Or is it just always been part of it? Like you're saying sort of. No, that's a good question. It was harder on me. Right. <laughs> it was harder on me. I had a lot of guilt. The mom guilt. Uh, the mom guilt. I would leave and it was like, oh, okay, how can I kind of shorten this trip? How can I go for less time? But what I've always been fortunate with, I've looked at business as it's not just me and what I need to do for work. It's about my family. And mm-hmm. so do I need, you know, the nanny? For, you know, an example, when you're working, you need help. So whether it's family member, whether it's, uh, you know, your hired, you know, nanny um, or a live-in, whatever that is for you, whatever works, you we need that, right? Yeah. So just being very transparent and honest about it, I would not be able to do it without a team, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, and so I would make sure that you know, I had somebody who maybe came and helped the day before to make it a little easier for that morning that I left, or maybe I wasn't there in the morning. Yeah. Um, and coming back, making sure everything's organized and set. So when I come back, I'm not stressed and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, lunches are made or, you know, diaper bags are packed or whatever the case yeah. may be. So I think on top of communication as, you know, with a partnership or with a family, it's also about Truly, yeah, opening up to it takes a team, it takes an army, it takes a village, right? It's not just individual. Yeah, I wish I I listened to my husband sooner because we Mm -hmm. did get a nanny, but uh, he wanted to get us a nanny because we had twins. So at the beginning, it was hard. Uh, But I was in a place where I don't ask for help because I am a super mom. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it all. I'm going to run the two, three businesses. I'm going to take care of my babies. Uh, Lee worked away at that time and he's like, no, you need help. I relied on my mom, Mm -hmm. but she was working as well. So not every day I could Mm -hmm. have her help me. Um, And then, yeah, and then I I started to like my businesses start to suffer because I I didn't have any sleep. My memory, I couldn't remember, you know, when I made a consultation. memory was crazy. And then I finally broke down Mm -hmm. and I said... I need help. I need help. <laughs> I yeah. need help. And then, you know, the help Lee came. glowing because <laughs> he, like, he told me, you know, took us nine months to get the paperwork uh, for the nanny, which mm. was crazy. Did go you go through, through a agency? Uh, yeah. Uh, then go through an 
agency, kind of. No, we went through that. Like we had to like an au pair. It was a. She was a Ukrainian because uh, we wanted somebody to to speak Polish. Okay. So oh. we had certain criteria, and mm-hmm. she, uh, this girl, she was twenty one, twenty two. Uh, she was here on a work permit, and we had to apply through the government to have her a nanny. So it was a process. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, because, yeah, we were having a foreign worker come in and we had to put ads out and interview. Like, it was it was crazy. It was, a, yeah. it was a long time. Yeah. So she still moved in with us mm-hmm. and we still... Well, that's her. a good point too, because I think my kind of journey with motherhood and, you know, having help was always this, well, should I have somebody live with us mm-hmm. when the kids are little? Should I have somebody just come for these hours when I need them? Uh, should they live, you know, remotely and just travel in, whatever the case may be? Should I, you know, have my mom come for X amount of months? Like I thought about it all. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, regardless of what I did and what you did, I think the biggest thing is to know for anybody listening is there is resources out there. There is available help and whatever help you need, you should look into that works for you within whether it's your means or budget. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, if you work for a company that that is, you know, tax deductible. Right. Um, Having, you know, help. Yeah. Yeah. And so just looking at those options, I think it's great. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, it was so good. I was so stupid. <laughs> waiting so long. We just need to know. No, it's just, just ask for help yeah. way sooner than Oh, that's when, such a true thing. Yeah. Right? But With everything in life. Yeah. yeah. I think once we lean into the ability to listen to ourselves, yeah. because you were probably going like haywire long before you asked for that help. Yeah. And I've been there too with business, with family, with balancing that. And it doesn't mean that we can't have it all. It just means that maybe it's not all happening at once. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what we need now is so imperative because yeah. it helps really, truly open up other opportunities, yeah. whether it's for our family or business. Yeah, totally. And just that mom guilt, like we yeah. are just born with it, it seems like whatever society's picture of it is. Yeah, I think it was the guilt that was also keeping me from asking for help. Yeah, because you're like, I I can do it. I wanted to raise my children Mm -hmm. by myself, you know, but that's not like, uh, just wasn't working in my favor because I wasn't a good, like, I'm not going to say I wasn't a good mom. I was just a tired mom. You weren't doing the care on yourself. Right, because you had to do everything. The diapers, the cooking, the cleaning, Mm -hmm. the sleep, the naps, you know. And I had two of them. So it would have been nice to have help sooner Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I could do what I needed to do. Well, and there is, it's no longer, I wouldn't call it a trend, but there is a big conversation and discussion in the world of work, which I think does play a huge factor into motherhood and it's burnout. Oh yeah. And it's real, right? So listening to those kind of, you know, your body and knowing that you're getting tired, you're getting, you know, overwhelmed, you're getting exhausted and trying as much as you can to, you know, utilize resources, whether it's, you know, hiring you know, help with something with work or with, you know, home yeah. life. Or um, just asking friends. Whatever, yeah, you whatever know. you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always was in awe of friends that were able to work within like their groups and help each other out. Because I didn't have that, you know. That community. Know, that community, mm-hmm. right? We all have our own lives. Everybody's busy. But it was so much easier, I found, for everybody when 
they had that little community and they relied on each other. So when the resources are scarce, you can still get help mm-hmm. and help each other out when you, you yeah. know, right? I think people are realizing that more and more because historically, like us as humans, community is essential, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. It is part of what, you know, yeah. how things were many, many years ago, yeah. you know? And coming to today, I think that work culture has, you know, people are realizing when you're burnt out, you're no good to, you know, really your yeah. family yeah. or your work. And so realizing what that threshold is and saying, hey, I do need people around me. I do need, um, but it is different than it used to be. And I think not being, you know, feeling shame or feeling regret or any negative term, if it's not the way that we were brought up or the way our parents had it or the way, because I mean, I don't know about, you know, the listeners or both of you ladies, but my parents, my mom did not work while we were um, young and my dad did. And then we would spend, you know, dinner together and talk about the day and so on and so forth. And then we were in sport and X, Y, and yeah. Z. Well, that's never been the dynamic in my family. So, you know, is that right or wrong? Yeah. I've worked. So was my husband. Um, the, we've had, you know, help and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think it's just figuring out the balance and what works because yeah, a lot of women, a lot, it's a lot of two people in the home working. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and yeah, that's, that's the thing point. is like our roles have changed from when our parents grew up. Like my mom did work when I was younger, but there was shift work. Like it was different. You know, you had a, it was a little bit in communist Poland, I guess. What they had right was they did two shifts. One was the morning shift. So I think from 6 till 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then from 2 p.m. till 6 or whatever it was, however the sh- shifts were. So there was always room for parent to be home if needed to be right so that's how my grandparents worked so they were able to take care of the four kids that they had Mm -hmm. because work so it was easier for like working parents to take care of their own children without having to hire help right because Mm -hmm. here school most most jobs nine to five right yeah school starts 8 30 fine you drop off your kids but then the, it's done at 2.30. Which like, is it's so a ridiculous. Day. It yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> and the, over, like, the after school is After full. school care, yeah. all this, like so much more pressure mm-hmm. and so much more stress is added because the systems are not working with each other. Yeah, and then people really struggle, right? Like I had a friend who decided to go back to work. She had worked from home. Not She hadn't worked in years. She went back to work. She got a high paying job. But it wasn't as high pain as her husband's. And yeah. so at some point, she was still doing like the pickup and like she couldn't get into after school yeah. care. And so finally, she was like, I quit. I'm not actually doing this yeah. because our family unit is not working with mm-hmm. two people working and my job is getting sacrificed, you know? Yeah. Or the childcare is and the child enormous. Care, yeah. The cost yeah. is high. So yeah. yeah, I think that back to that piece of community because, you know, years and years ago, families would live together as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So the grandparents would live in the home, this, that, and the other thing. A lot of us live away from our yeah. parents. Yeah. Right. Not so me. you don't have, <laughs> not you know, which is amazing. So yeah. if you live yeah. near your parents, this could be a very good thing. Or, you know, you're like, ah, live at the end of the street. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not with me. You have to like your parents. Yeah. yeah. But it is a blessing. Yeah. It's a blessing to have that. And it's not, you know, because sometimes we go where the work is. Um, yeah. You know, I think the core of everything is to focus on what 
how you can find your joy and happiness yeah. versus, you know, a job that maybe isn't, you know, filling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what you need. Yeah. Um, and looking for... That's the thing is like, you just need to look inside and see what works for you and works for the family unit. And not worry about everybody else's opinion. I think yes, that's where no. we go wrong is we're yeah. like, oh, but this is how it's supposed to be or whatever. Yeah. No, shut that off and just yeah. do what yeah, works. but who says so? I've... Who tells me what to do? Don't tell me what to do. Well, I mean, that's good (laughs) because you've worked on that skill, right? But I think that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. Or even when you didn't get a nanny at first, it's because you're like, well, this is what a mom is, right? Yeah. Well, super mom. That was just ego. Yeah. A damn ego. It's not ego. Just put it away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put it back in the box. Yeah. (laughs) So then with all your traveling, Amy, with how do you spend find time for like just you and your husband within what how do you guys schedule that or do that yeah so the the i think the core of our relationship um which may be different for other people and what works for them is with communication we put everything into our calendar so we can look and see you know what is everything from work to kid life to um you know just personal time and then we'll we'll schedule it. So it seems kind of quite mundane and just, you know, over like we overthink it, but it's so simple. When it's in the calendar, we know, you know, this t- isn't taking away from, you know, work for me or travel for my husband or golf, right. <laughs> which he loves. <laughs> um, it's our quality time. And we would have a lot more quality time over the years. And now I think our quality time, even though it's not every single week, it's not like a date night, which a lot of people do. And I absolutely respect that and think that's amazing. We've done it too. Um, I think we just like, sometimes it's just in the evenings at home, right? Get the kids to bed early, mm-hmm. like actually both, but we talk about it. Mm-hmm. So both of us are on the same page and we have a third going to be 13 year old and an eight and a half year old. So the eight and a half year old can go to bed at nine o'clock. No problem. We'll go to bed maybe 11, 1130, right? And the 13-year-old can go and read. Like go just be in your room. You do not need to be, you know, around. So for us, it's honestly communication in prioritizing that time. Right. So it's not only about, oh, we've got to go on a date. We've got to put this pressure on it. But we have done that too. And it didn't feel like pressure. It just happened to be what we were doing at that time. Um, So I think for anybody listening, whatever works for you is great. But honestly, communicate about it. Talk about it. That's what I do and it works. And we know that we're prioritizing each other. No, I like that. We used to do the, put the kids to bed early, Mm -hmm. which was like when they were babies, Mm -hmm. six o'clock. And then we had till nine because... Yeah. You will not find me awake at 11. <laughs> <laughs> so it's harder now to have those evenings totally. because we're so exhausted by the end of the day because Lee gets up at four. I'll get up at 5.25 too. I haven't gone to yoga. But you're a hot yoga camp. girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's why we have early mornings. But when he's home, we have our mornings because the kids are still sleeping. And we'll have a coffee yep. on the deck or, or the porch or whatever, right? So just having those, like yeah. you said, communication. Like, totally. Okay. Yeah. It's committing and, to the yeah. relationship because, yeah. I mean, if somebody out there can, you know, really prove that a marriage or a relationship is easy, I would love to hear it yeah. <laughs> from like a very fundamental, simple 
you know, um, terms, but it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be too much. What it, what I think the key is, is to understand yourself and to learn to understand that person. I don't ever try and change my husband ever. He's never tried to change me. Right. Right. There is definitely times that he's like, whoa, like let's, you should look at that. Or, you know, a huge thing is I got really stressed when we moved here and um, I was working remotely only because I was, we moved to the Okanagan. I'm running my businesses in the, in the States. We're building a house here. Like my kids are new here. And as a mother, you know, that stress was like enormous to me. Right. And I drank a lot of wine. Like I'm very honest about it. And, but the thing is, is I love wine. So for me, I didn't look at it as, oh, I'm doing something wrong. And then COVID happened. So I could stay at home and drink more wine. (laughs) It was not serving me. Right. Yeah. I was not, I, my husband says like, you should try just not drinking for 30 days and see what happens. Mm. It was hard. I thought about drinking wine every day. Mm -hmm. Right. And I did a cleanse, which changed for me that trajectory of my true joy and happiness. Because if you stay in a funk, if you stay in a place of, it'll just get better on its own. That's not reality. Yeah, It won't. And so for me, I did with a trainer, a cleanse that was 16 days. I did it for 20 because I did have one glass of wine on day 14 or whatever. And I really felt kind of bad, but I was also at an event and I was like, oh, I'm 14 days in, make sure I have something to eat. But everything was very strict and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And 16, 20 days was not forever, right? So what I did and what worked well for me is I thought about that day, that day. That's it. I didn't think about day two, day 10. I didn't think about the next week at all. I had it in my calendar. I had it in my phone. I put it, most people who listen to my other podcast, I time block. So everything is in my schedule. So I time block this. It was all day. And it was a different color and it was like jumping at me every morning, like in bright yellow. It was like, woo. And I found such, um, like, I wouldn't call it joy because it it was hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was hard. Um, But I also was going to a trainer and I was like really focusing on a reset. And that just kind of kicked it off. So I'm like, I like wine. I still drink wine. Um, I choose to listen to my body, Mm -hmm. you know, but I drink way less and I'm just, it's not something that I like have to have or I think about or whatever. I Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And I think for me, like I knew that that, that, was the catalyst to either changing or not changing. And yeah, it worked right. for me. Oh. That reason, why are you drinking? That's oh, the yeah. one. That's right? always the, why. the, why. the why. always the why. It yeah. is. It's yeah. not about the drinking. It's like the why are you doing it? Yeah. What motion are you trying to cover? What's not working in your life? The yeah. totally. why behind the drinking. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that you know, long-winded answer is, <laughs> to your question, is, you know, my husband look saying like, hey, like, are you happy? Like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I had to look at myself mm-hmm. and he did it out of love. There was yeah. nothing, you know, it was just like, you know, take, take a view, take a snapshot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helped, you know, yeah. so I think that having a relationship where you're able to be honest with somebody because like those conversations are not easy to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't easy for him to say that to me, yeah. right? So I think that knowing your partner and choosing to be with somebody that wants the best for you mm-hmm. is really important yeah. because if they don't, honestly, like 
again, back to how we're raised. Like I was raised, like you don't get divorced, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that way. I don't ever talk about it with my husband. There's never been a time I've thought about it. I choose to want to make this relationship work. But if I didn't, if somebody's out there that doesn't, choose you, like make yourself happy. It does not have, it's not a failure. It's actually a true testament to showing your kids that you're, you deserve that, that you want them to see that. Right. So I think just communication and fundamentally like really wanting the best for yourself, but also having a partner that Mm -hmm. also wants wants that for you. Yeah. That's, that's the key. Communication is big. Like it is. And having those tough conversations Mm -hmm. with your partner, how uncomfortable they may be. They are like so important to have to make, I feel a marriage work because we all go through What's that saying? Ebb and flows? Ebbs yeah. and flows. Yeah. Ups, yeah. And ups and downs, yeah. downs right? Yeah. And it's on those downs where, you know, communication becomes even more important. Mm-hmm. Because, Absolutely. You know, we need to know what... And, and asking actually too. Because we Nobody's as women... Never, exactly. <laughs> we've, we always think they know yeah. because it's in our head. But men don't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> but we also create a story too, yes. right? Of what they're thinking and all that. So. Yeah. So yeah. I think in life in general, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, that person that is doing X, Y, and Z at work, you yeah. know, it, it comes into place in any relationship or the kids. like, I left the note and, you yeah. know, you know, you're supposed to eat your meal and then yeah. you had a bag of sugar out or candy after. Right. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? So we tell our, ourselves yeah. whatever, but it's like, no, let's just pause for a moment yeah. and like just directly speak to that person because yeah. things are so much easier. My husband actually always said, has said this to me and I always remembered this. Um, rather than if there was ever conflict, he would be like, just call them. Like, just call yeah. them. Like I would come to something, especially with work. And he's like, like right now, just pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. And it was more like, he's like, why aren't you resolving this? Like, right. <laughs> well, like just do it now. Like you're telling me this. Yeah. And like, he would have called them yesterday. Right. Yeah. right. So it really had me realizing like, oh yeah, like that can actually help like change something yeah. really quickly because now you're just confronting it yeah. versus hiding it, masking it, yeah. you know, sweeping totally. it under the rug. Yeah. So. I know you're looking at, uh, I'm pretty good at trying to resolve things fairly quickly, but there are situations where I need a moment mm-hmm. to put things in my head so that I don't say things that I may not want to say. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. But not wait too long because as you're putting that story together, there's the other story that's creating, the the making the issue bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. versus you know, dealing with something uh, right on the spot. I I would absolutely agree. I think taking time to like go for a walk or, you know, know, just think about it, sit with it. I think yeah. it's super important. Or even like write it out and then be like, oh, well, I didn't well, want I to say all yeah. that. Totally. <laughs> or an hour later, you're like, yeah. okay, I wrote it. But yeah. that's, exactly. We all maybe not we'll reform this. Send. Don't press send. <laughs> Don't press send. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe write it with a pen. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there are those mistakes where I you're know. like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to send, send it. that. Yeah. And then I don't even know if I delete the message, does it delete it for you? Or does it just delete it, it just for me? It just deletes it for you. I know I've tried that before. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, shit. shit. <laughs> delete, yeah. delete. No, it's, oh, it's, it's there in yeah. the universe. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah. yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about your retreats that are coming up. We are so excited. You're doing one in 
brands. Yes, I know. This is the segue into my choice um, to really not travel as much. Um, But let me preface, I love to travel. So I'm not changing not traveling. But I think that commitment to traveling more for work in America, um, I have always had it since I've lived here, which has been four years. It's been almost like a 75% and then 25% local kind of balance. And I wanted to shift when I was looking at things last year um, to be more like 60 local and 40, you know, remote, I mean, um, travel. And when I say travel, it's not that I'm traveling 40%, but just that commitment to my work that is Mm -hmm. like, you know, abroad. Yeah. Um, in the US, in the US. So with the Chic experience, um, which I'm super excited about, and again, I only do things that I love and I'm excited about. I never, ever, ever thought I would be an event planner, ever. And I don't even like saying that I am because <laughs> you're not um, quite. <laughs> I don't know if I am, but I think really um, it's events that are experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so knowing what I've wanted and what I've traveled to and what I've invested into um, and it not always being exactly what I thought or what I really loved. And it was like, oh, well, I like this, you know, whether it's, let's say the uh, retreat style, but I like the conference style where I'm learning and I'm not just, you know, doing yoga or just nutrition or whatever. I like a balance. So I kind of looked at, um, I think the overarching, uh, you know, landscape of Canada and uh, wanted to bring amazing events to the Okanagan and focusing on women and like-minded women uh, that want to learn, that want to grow, that want to evolve. The Chic Experience was created. And in November, under that umbrella will be the Chic Summit, which is focused on business and leadership. So it's everything from uh, workshops, keynote speakers, panels, uh, breakout sessions, very much uh, focused on leveling up where you are today. So if you have a business, amazing. If you don't, no problem. This is for anybody that is, you know, from a hobbyist to a solopreneur to new to the Okanagan. Um, Again, like-minded women coming together to ultimately have other women that are on the same in the same kind of mindset of just, Mm. you know, wanting more for themselves and their business. Uh, And then the Chic Retreat um, is going to be around the world once a year. And it is very much focused on self-development, self-love. There is sprinkled into that beauty, wellness, of course, um, and some business. Because again, I think like I'm not you know, wanting to do a yoga retreat, for example, but I want to have elements of like breathwork and yoga and things that are really like soul fulfilling. Uh, but I also want there to be, I am a big advocate for business, yeah. um, as most people can probably tell. Um, and so I like it in bite size. I like to have people learn it where they feel like they've really gotten a lot of value um, and don't have to be, you know, in a, take an MBA course. Um, and just, yeah, just, awesome. yeah. Sounds delicious. So Provence, France is where yes, we're going France. for 2024 in 2024. April. April. April, April 16th good, to the 20th. It's a good month for travel. I'm trying to convince the husband to go to Europe, but with oh. the children, we'd have to be more like summer-ish. And then maybe detour to, yeah. the, to the retreat. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. So, yeah, that's what... Uh, 
is in the books for us, hopefully. Nice. One day, someday. My mom is going for two months. Two months, she said, she I know. She said two months, and but she wants to take the children. Oh, I don't yeah. know. How would you guys feel about like your kids going for two months I don't across know. the world? Two months seems like a long time, but right? like what if she they went for a month and you met them after? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's really big in Europe to, they call it a gap year. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this? So they'll take kids out of school for six months to a year during their gap year. And it's not like a school thing. It's just more of like a, you know, I think a family thing to have kids go abroad. Whether it's you live in London and you're going traveling to, you know, South Africa or over to, you know, the Philippines or, you know, Croatia or China, wherever the case may be, and having them, you know, have that experience. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I'm thinking about uh, having a student where yeah. move in for the exchange program because I thought about having my kids go and do an exchange program when they're older. Yeah. Right? It's a good idea. But I don't know how I feel. I, maybe it's just because my family love them, but they drive like crazy. In Poland, mm. and I would be scared that something would happen to my children because mm. they dri- drive like maniacs, like on the highway, it's 200 clicks an hour, and you're like, ah, a little too fast. Yeah. And then my mom, uh, she's like, I love you, mom, but the driving skills, oh my God. <laughs> you know, too, because <laughs> she just goes slowly. So slow. <laughs> and you know, we, li- we live close, so Alex would leave. Early enough so she wouldn't have to drive behind my mom. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, that one day I was like, darn it. Yeah. Bob just in front of us. I was yeah. like, oh, we're going so slow. And, slow yeah. and steady, but safe. Slow and steady. Yeah, but whatever. It is what it I is. I think having experiences is so important. Yeah. And I wish I had a lot more growing up. Not that I have regret about how I grew up because I grew up in a very small town. Um, and my parents focused on having us in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's phenomenal and super important for children. Uh, but I would have loved to have... And I think that's a huge kind of uh, like burning yearning <laughs> for a lot of what I do is because I want people to experience that. Like when you mm-hmm. travel, there is something very, very special that happens. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, meeting other people and seeing, you know, like We traveled. Our kids have been so well-traveled because we lived in Taiwan and every three months we had to get out of the country to stamp our visas mm-hmm. because we, you could work without a work permit for three months and then you have to get out and get stamped. So then you wouldn't have to do all those applications. You know, you mm-hmm. learn the trick of the trade. So, but then COVID hit. And then, so we haven't done the travel, but we're starting now. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully they'll still be, they don't remember much. When they're young, my husband always said too, he's like, let's save some of these trips. Like we wanted to go to Israel and wanted to go, you know, do a safari in Africa and certain things that you're like, ooh, like that's a super special trip. So let's wait till they really will remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's cool. A lady I met um, just in the pack, she came back this year, but I guess she was traveling the world. Like her and her husband, they sold their house. They traveled around Mm -hmm. and they did that for a whole year. And she was like, They kind of learned some stuff like school stuff, but she was like, mostly they just like did world learning for the year. And it sounded amazing. I mean, imagine those stories. Imagine that. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. We have friends who who sold everything. They did buy a hotel in like a country 
warm country, hot country somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's... Anyways. Uh, and then they bought like a... Um, not a sailboat. Catamaran oh, boat. Oh, catamaran, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And they have two boys, young boys and they've been catamaraning this whole entire year and i'm like holy man looking on facebook i'm like how do you do that you just do it i guess yeah i guess you just do it you just have to communicate with each other so i did ask i'm like how's it going like i'm just like this looks amazing they're like well if you're constantly wanting to work on boats because it keeps breaking down oh Speaking of breaking like down boats, yeah, that's you know what the to difference. Do. But I would not be at sea. Right. I'm in the Okanagan by Friend Winery. They can always pull us in there. We tie off the boat and wait for the tow truck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, but at sea, I don't know. I yeah. do get seasick when oh. on a cruise. I have yet to go on a cruise, and I kind of am fighting it because. I think you son. would love it. I went on a cruise when yeah. I was like around Lucas' age. Yeah. And it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And then he I went on another one when we were older and I was like, Disney oh, cruise. so nice. I would do a Disney cruise with the kids. Apparently, they are amazing because the children are entertained. Yeah, kids yeah. club all day. the adult clubs Apparently, are so Disney cruises fun. are amazing. Yeah. My friend who's on a cruise as we record this podcast, um, <laughs> live in their best life. They like it because she says it's like a, Container. you know, their, yeah, their hotel kind of on water and she knows where the kids are and X, Y, and Z. It works for them. Um, they, she raves about a Disney cruise and she was looking to go on a Disney cruise, but because she booked it a little later, um, you know, but she's going to the Greek islands. Like, yeah. come on, this yeah, is amazing. Like paradise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, here's where I was kind of finding my happy or my kind of happy medium. So as much as, you know, Luca does all the research and he is such a, like loves to travel, wants to read up on it and, and all the facts and, and, you know, the reviews, he looks at the negative reviews first yeah, <laughs> and, and figures out. You've trained him yeah, well. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was kind of something that he kind of just really took to, like, yeah. I would ask him questions and he's like, let me check. Um, but I have heard amazing reviews about the Alaska. I've always cruise. wanted to do that. I would do that. Okay, because let's do I could it, just picture guys. myself like reading with a blanket oh. and the chilly Alaskan air. Yeah. And oh, the so go in the summer though, so it's actually warm, they say. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I've heard it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we're close enough to we're just, close kind enough of, to just, just do it. Oh, it'd be amazing. Let's do it, you guys. I also, if, I just <laughs> want to throw it out there that Disney every year does pay people on Instagram who are people to go on the cruise. Like I've seen a couple of people I follow sponsored. So Disney, if you're listening, we yeah. will all take a slot. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. And we will promote our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I need a cabin with yeah. not just the window, a balcony. Okay. Because okay? I do get seasick. So Disney. Seasick. I did. The first cruise we ever went on, I literally puked my guts out for the first two days at sea because we were ahead of a hurricane. So don't go hurricane season because your boat will be rocking and you cannot get off. Right. Even when you're in bed, it's going side to side. And I was just like, I didn't know. And they were all out because everybody on the boat was puking. Oh, <laughs> so geez. I need a window and a balcony, balcony so I can... Have the air. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Parker's like request. on this thing right now where he hates boats, like big boats, because he's been learning about the Titanic. Oh. So he has to go on the ferry. But this just is sounding like his worst nightmare going on a cruise. Oh. But he he was like, but what if it sinks? And so anyway, he's going on a ferry in a few weeks. And I was like, listen, 
you're going to get over this fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They run every day. They run every multiple day. Multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah. And my friend, we were just, when we were in the cabin, he said, oh, I'm afraid of it sinking. And she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was afraid of that too. But we'd go every weekend to visit my grandparents really. And she's like, I'm pretty old, like 40 something. And it didn't, <laughs> it's never sunk my whole life. And yeah. it was like, he kind of was like, hmm, yeah. but the Titanic thing. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> We yeah. digress again. Yeah, we did. Okay, so <laughs> what are we bringing it back to? Or what time is it? I feel like that was, yeah. Yeah, well, almost, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we're just chit-chatting. We're just chit-chatting. Chit-chat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, do you have... No, any- I didn't prepare any, but let me think of something. Okay, <laughs> so Amy, what is the nicest thing one of your kids has ever said to you? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, the nicest thing. So we were driving. This actually happened not too long ago. And Rocco, who's not, he's the younger one, not very affectionate. He is, like he's super sensitive. But if I go and like, you know, want to kiss him or anything like that, he's like, oh, you know. Um, I had one of those too. Yeah. He said to me, so there's two things that come to mind. He said to me recently, he looked at me and he goes, mommy, you're really pretty. Hmm. And it, we like, you know, society tells us what pretty is and I could care very much less about that. I like makeup. I care for myself. I'm going to get old and not probably love everything that I see. (laughs) But him saying it from his point of view meant something different to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about what we look as pretty. It was, you know, him in society, him in the world being like, you know, I love that you're my mom kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So nice. yeah. 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 But he said something when he was younger too that now, just as I was saying that, um, I recall. And it was, he he did not, like really did not like to be kissed when he was, and this is not like, um, we're an affectionate, you know, family-ish, but it's not like, okay, like, you know, every moment yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, you know, snuggles before bed and, you know, I'm proud of you. Like, let me give you a hug. But he did not want to be kissed at all. And I asked him, I was like, why like why do you he's like he found it gross so a year or two goes by I'm thinking like gross okay and he goes I don't find you know when you give me a kiss gross anymore and I'm like so I asked him I wanted to understand this like you know this is like now when he was like six so he's he's eight and a half now and I was like where did you get that from that you thought it was gross um because he was really adamant about it um super young and it was he saw it online Mm. He oh. saw it online, like a reel or a TikTok or a um, YouTube, um, and he doesn't have—he didn't have an account, right? Yeah. But something on YouTube, for example, yeah. you know, it was like that was gross, and that stuck with him wow. for years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. I'm happy I asked because yeah. now I have that information because it was so yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Huh. We really have to watch that. Internet. Oh, oh, that's oh a whole nother podcast. I, I know, <laughs> right? Oh man. my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they just like learn it from their friends if they're front. But anyway, new podcast. Okay. Another question. What is a time, it can be like a funny time even, that one of your kids, like even when they were littler, said something back and you were like, oh my gosh, they just like repeated my words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see that happening a lot lately. Like, when they were younger, not so much because I was actually quite mindful. Like I was mindful of the music I listened. I was mindful. Like I didn't, you know, swear around them. And it's not that I thought that swearing was wrong or bad. 
it just felt like I just don't want to do like say that. And then all of a sudden, you know, like a lot of people that would be their thing. It was like, oh, my kid, like, you know, said F you back or whatever, you know. But I think in the recent, they will talk or say things that I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and it's usually good. Um, but, and I'm trying to think of like one specific thing, but it's been happening a lot lately actually. Mm -hmm. And so they are watching, they are listening. And to the point that like, they are becoming who they are based on what they are around and see. And it is usually around Michael and I, like it is not, even though they're at school for most, that's very structured. Right. And they're teaching a huge part of it is is us. And I'm like, ooh, okay. I feel like I need to find a course on like how not to swear around your children. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I ha- I do have a trucker mouth. Uh, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. don't always think that the kids, you know, do they, do you feel like they will end up speaking that way? Uh, I don't know. I mean, my mom as a, she's the ultimate trucker. Although she, <laughs> she says it all in Polish, so. But that's, you know, it is <laughs> she's, understand. and then she, like, if I swear, she's like, don't swear. I'm like, mom, but every other word that's coming out of your mouth is a fuck, fuck, but in Polish. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, no, I, like, they know that it's an adult word. Uh, I am trying to cut down, you know, on the, on on the, the swearing, swearing mm. you know. Some people cut down on drinking. Yeah. I need to cut, cut down, down on swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we yeah, have our thing. There we you all go. have our thing. I don't know. It just, I feel good when I do it. It makes me feel like I'm releasing whatever anger or... Didn't I my, say it was good for gut, gut health? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is? Swearing. Ah, well, it's kind of like laughter therapy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like actually just bursting, bursting out, out and yeah. having that like those endorphins go. I my toe this morning. I was coming out and we had friends sleep over. And first thing, when I came out, I was like, kurva, fuck, right? <laughs> so you just had to <laughs> so say it in both languages? In both languages. And they're like, well, good morning to you too. <laughs> <I was> sitting, <laughs> out, yeah, sitting out having a coffee, right? So... Um, yeah. So if there's a course out there yeah. where I can, you know, turn those swear words into like those, I love those ones. Those like, affirmations. Oh, buckets, <laughs> you know, fudge. Oh yeah. Trucker. My stepsister is so good at that. She'll be like, oh, Nelly or like, uh, <laughs> holy, of a gun. whatever. Like all yeah. of those ones are so funny. I can't even think of them. It but is it's funny, always yeah. so, yeah. 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 I love so it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, tell well, everyone where they can find you. Where's the best spot? LinkedIn, LinkedIn at Amy Nicole Cohen or Instagram at Amy Nicole Cohen. Okay. And everything's on there. I love it. Oh, and is there still some space available in the summer series? So yes. Um, August 11th has two spots as of this morning. August 12th has uh, four or five. So there's some spots and September 9th has four. Ooh. So so they will all sell out. Like there's a, yeah, just get them if you want them. Cool. Um, you awesome. know, so we know you're coming. Well, I'm yeah. so glad you came back. Yeah, Thanks, Amy. Thank so you for nice. having me. Yeah, and lovely thanks. chatting. And well, well, till we meet again. Till we okay, meet again. Bye. bye. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.